I'm waiting on this. We're still in Revelation chapter 1. We're still looking at the Son of Man in glory. And really, as I say this in your walk with God, you, you can look at the Son of Man in glory, and we'll look at the Son of Man in glory throughout not only your time in the earth, but in eternity. The Gospel is, is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And coming to see the relationship and how, how that impacts you is coming to see the relationship that is in Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And it's a infinite relationship that you're brought into. It's not dictated by time. It's dictated by person. Many years ago, I, I did a, uh, a message called Time and Place. And a lot of people are looking for the time and they're looking for the place. And what I ministered in that was the time is now in Christ. That's the time. And the place is in that same sentence, in Christ. Now, in Christ. Now, in Christ. That's the time... And what makes that time real is Him. If He's not real to you, nothing I say to you is really going to have much impact. But if He's real, it'll impact your heart. And time will not be set on days of the week or or years, or, or anything, time will be caught up into Him. That's, that's really what the Lord does in ministry, is He brings the focus into the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything into Him. All things in heaven and earth. Ephesians, flip, flip to Ephesians 1. And, and let this just, just soak into your, your soul, into your mind for a moment. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 10, or we're going to back up, verse 9. Making known, Ephesians 1 verse 9, making known unto us the mystery of His will. His will. His will. We pray... Father, Thy will be done. Is it, who, who besides me has prayed that? I dealt with that some time ago. Father, Thy will be done. Amen. Lord, make something real to me about that prayer. Usually when I say, Father, Thy will be done, I'm talking about some situation I'm in. Not, I'm not really asking for His will. I'm asking, God, I'm in this situation. Do Your will. <laughs> Right? Now, now watch this. Making known unto us the mystery of His will. His will. The mystery of His will. So His will is a mystery. Okay? So, so when Jesus come and said, 
After this manner pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy will be done. We don't even know what his will is. You realize the disciples didn't even know what his will is when he said that? You realize that? They didn't know what his will was. They just prayed that prayer, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. So here the writer says, making known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he purposed in him. Unto a dispensation of the fullness of times. To sum up all things in Christ. The things in the heaven and the things upon earth in Him. Now does that sound a little bit like the Lord's Prayer? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And here... Here the writer, and I'll read it out of the King James, the writer says, having made known unto us the mystery of His will according to His good pleasure which He purposed. Where did He purpose His good pleasure at? In Himself. So He purposed in Himself that in the dispensation, and that word dispensation is actually, the definition of it is an administration. In the administration of the fullness of times, the fullness of time. How much is full? In the administration of the complete times, of the full times, when time is complete. What completes time? He might gather together in how many? One. All things in Christ. What's he gathering into? Christ, which both which are in heaven, so all things in heaven, He gathers in Christ, and which are on earth, even in Him. So He's got a bigger goal than we might think. Gather together all things in one. Father, Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Let the Spirit of the Lord deal with you here. Because this goes right with that. That He would gather in one all things in Christ. On earth as it is. In heaven. In Him. Alright. Now I've got plumb out of my message. We'll see if I get back to it or not. But so be it. See, this is the mind of God toward you. That you be gathered in Christ. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. Now Paul, when he was writing this, he was writing to believers 
in Ephesus. And he says, and he writes to them and says, Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh. When? Time past. So you had a time that was past, and in the past time you were Gentiles in the flesh, you were called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hand. And that was the Jewish nation. They were the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, which was given for a time. Was given for a period of time as a type and a shadow of the circumcision of the cross that was going to come. But But he says, remember that in the past time you were Gentiles in the flesh. And verse 12 says that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. (laughs) Commonwealth of Israel. And strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. That's what you were in time past. But what changed their time? Was it a day of the week that changed their time? I want to show you this. Was it Monday that changed their time? Or Sunday that changed their time? No. But now in Christ Jesus, what where we're at? Now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off, and he just told them they were far off in time past. But now in Christ Jesus, you that were far away from the covenants of promise, far away from the commonwealth of Israel, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. So the blood of Christ brought forth a new day. A new time. A day that had never been before. There had never been a day like that day. And the reality of the believer is you're living in that day. And that day is not built on a day of the week. That day is built by the Spirit. Jesus said at that day, what day? The day the Spirit would come, in John 14, you would know that I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. What day is that? When the Spirit of God enlightens your heart to the reality that Christ is in you. And when God enlightens your heart to that reality, you've come to that day. And that day has... Nothing to do with Saturday or Sunday. Has to do with Christ being revealed in your heart. And when I come to that day, that day fills up every day. If I let it. It'll fill up every day. It'll fill up every moment if I allow it. See, People, and I, and I grew up this way, they tried to pray heaven down. I grew up trying to pray heaven down. 
instead of realizing that we are in an open heaven. Go to... I didn't know how to tie this into what I wanted to teach on today, but go to Matthew 3. And, and now this, is, this part's in your notes somewhere. I may just be a little out of order, but that's all right. Matthew 3, verse 13. It says, then comes Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And he suffered or allowed him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, he went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open. What was open when he came up out of the water? The heavens. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, whom I am well pleased. So what happened when the heavens were open? There was a declaration of Jesus Christ. Flip over to Revelation, the book of Revelation, chapter 4. Revelation, chapter 4. And verse 1. Now, this is where a lot of people say the church is raptured out. They're gone. If that's true, it would seem like the Bible would give you a little more concrete evidence of that, right? Maybe it would tell you in two or three other places that, that there's some day the church is gone. After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. What was open? A door. Who's the door? Jesus. Okay. He was open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as a trumpet. What, what did it sound like? A trump, the trumpet of God shall sound. And the dead in Christ shall rise, Right? Now what happened to John on the Isle of Patmos when he saw the Lord? He fell at his feet as what? Dead. Dead. And here is the trump of God sounding to Brother John. And he's called up into heaven. And he, and he hears the voice that says, Come up here and I will show thee the things that must be hereafter. And immediately, where was he at? I was in the Spirit. Ain't that something? Heaven and the Spirit must be real close. Glory to God. They must go right together. So Brother John gets caught up into heaven and he's in the Spirit and immediately what's set before him is what? A throne. So when you come into the heaven, what, what did Isaiah say heaven was? What did God say to Isaiah, heaven is? Heaven is my throne. 
Glory to God. <laughs> and the earth is my footstool. Therefore He said that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, He's going to gather up all things in one. Glory to God. All things in heaven and on earth in Christ. Because He set His King upon what? Upon His throne. The psalmist said upon His holy hill. Glory to God. So you get caught up and you see a throne. You see the dominion of God. So when you're caught up in the Spirit, you move beyond the flesh. The carnal mind. The understanding of man. You move beyond it. Whatever you hear by the Spirit of God is beyond man. You realize that? If I hear something of the Spirit of God, it's beyond me. Now, now let's take this down to the simplest thing for Christians. John 3. Just flip over to John 3. Now, now this has to do with His hair white as wool. And I'll, I'll hopefully explain that because in, in, in His hair white as wool, I, I, I said in the little Nuggets of Revelation, I put out a writing every week called Nuggets of Revelation, almost every week on Facebook. And if you go on Facebook, it's out there, and it's the same thing that I handed to you. And I, I don't just write some. I sit before the Lord, listening for the Spirit of God to speak in my heart. And I ask a question. I said, does His hair, white as wool, mean Jesus has white hair? Something like that. Is that what that means? If it's true, then all these pictures of the brown-haired Jesus need to be taken down because John said He's got hair white as wool. If that's what that means. What it means is He's a full age. Maturity. All wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. So in Him, and we read this last week in Colossians and it's down this week, that in the Gnosis week, that in Him is all the wisdom and knowledge of God. So, so what's coming out of Him is all of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Remember, all things are gathered up in Him, all things in heaven and on earth, <coughs> even in Him. So when I go to John 3, I was talking about the Spirit in heaven coming together, being as one. Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. Verse 2. Verse 1 says, He was a Pharisee, a ruler of the Jews. So Nicodemus was a Pharisee. So Pharisees were... Apostle Paul was a Pharisee. Kind of put it in perspective. They knew, to a degree, the letter of the law. Okay? So they were Pharisees. They were, I guess, somewhat of the priesthood, but they were knowledgeable of the law. And so he came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher come from God, and no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. 
Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, or from above. This word can be interpreted from above. Born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So he has no sight of the kingdom of God unless he be born from above. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? See, there's the carnal mind. So Jesus said, You've got to be born again. Nicodemus only knew one birth, and that was of the earth. And he says, Can I be born again of my mother's womb? Can I enter a second time and be born? Jesus answered. See, Jesus gives him answers. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. The wind blows where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it come, and whither it goeth, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said unto him, how can these be? These things be? How can it be? Because it's of God. That's how Nicodemus. Jesus could say, because it's of God. That's how it can be, Nicodemus. It can't be of you. You can't do this. Jesus said to him, Art thou a master of Israel and you don't know this? See, you're, you're a master of Israel. You're a teacher of Israel. Nicodemus, you're a Pharisee, but you don't understand what I'm saying. Verily I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and you receive not our witness. If I told you earthly things, and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And he goes right, what's the next thing? He says, no man ever ascended up to heaven... But he that came down out of heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. There's a heavenly thing right there. Himself. Where did your new birth come from? Heaven. Specifically out of Christ. You realize that? Your new birth is specifically out of Christ, and He's a heavenly man. He's not earthly. We're born again of incorruptible seed. Apostle Peter writes that our new birth is through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Apostle Paul writes, you are quickened with Him. So when He was quickened, made alive from the dead, when He was made alive from the dead, that was your new birth. So it's all in the person of Jesus Christ. You're born through Him. 
And how you ascend into heaven is through Him. No man hath ascended into heaven, but he that came down out of heaven. So our ascension is in Him. The way we know heavenly things is by Him. See, I don't know anything heavenly. See, see, this is what the, the mind of man has done with heaven. He's built an image of what heaven looks like. Has anybody ever heard the image of heaven? Sure you have. I'll build my mansion next door to Jesus. There's a lot of mansions beside Jesus' house. Naturally, it won't even work. If you put your mansion beside His, unless His mansion's just the whole place, and you got this little bitty house there, then somewhere, another one ain't going beside His. You ever thought of that? But we have this image of that's what heaven's going to be like. We're going to walk on streets of gold. Now, now you're getting extra stuff. This ain't in my notes. Is there even a Scripture that tells you you're going to walk on streets of gold? Is there? No. Apostle John says there is a street of pure gold. says that gold of that street is transparent. Go get a block of gold see how transparent a block of gold is. <laughs> it ain't very transparent in the natural, is it, Brother Wayne? You can't see through gold. Huh? He'd never seen one. I'd like to see a whole stack of them. If you got them, just bring me a whole stack of them. I'll take them. But see, see, we have an image of heaven. An idea of it. Now you say, well, Bro, Andy, you believe in heaven? I'll say, absolutely. I believe in heaven. But heaven, heaven is made known through the heavenly one. Who is Christ? Who was from heaven? And he told them the Son of Man, he was standing on the earth, and he said, The Son of Man which is in heaven. Now, how was he in heaven standing on the earth? Because that's what he said. If heaven. If heaven is what a place way beyond the stars, how could I be in heaven standing on the earth? Then I may have the wrong understanding of heaven. <coughs> Apostle Paul writes to the believer, says, You are seated with Him in heaven. 
King James says heavenly places, but if you look at it real close, I believe you'll find the word places italicized. Do you know what italics means in your Bible? They added a word because they couldn't, I guess, figure it out. So how you get to heaven is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. I am the way, he says, the truth, and what? The life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Now we say when somebody passes physically, we say they went to heaven. Jesus said nobody comes to the Father but how? But by me. He said he didn't say when you pass away, you're going to the Father. He said, No man cometh but by me. I mean He actually said, if somebody comes up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. He, he only gave one answer. And that was Himself. I'm it. No man hath ascended down from heaven but the Son of Man who is in heaven. I'm the only one that originated out of heaven. I'm it. His origination wasn't from Mary and Joseph. He came out of God. He was born of God, came out of God, went back into God. But when He went back into God, He didn't go empty-handed. He brought you there. (coughs) See, that's what your salvation is, is wrapped up in everything He did. And that's what the, a lot of times we don't understand. It's all wrapped up in Him. If I don't understand Him, I don't understand my salvation. Salvation is a person. We are saved, Paul said, by His life. So the more of Him I know, the more of my salvation I understand. You know why Christians are walking in defeat and why they walk in depression and they walk in condemnation and guilt and sadness? You know why Christians do that? Not the world, Christians. Because they don't know Him. They know a doctrine of Him. They know a teaching of Him, a theology of Him. But they don't know Him. Because as you learn Him, He is not defeated. He has no defeat in Him. He raised from them and says, All power is given to me in heaven and earth. How much is all power? It's all mine. devil ain't got no power over me. It's His. And yet, in our hearts and our minds, and, 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 and like I said, I wish when I was younger, somebody said this last week, had set me down and said, till you come to the knowledge of the Son of God and to a perfect man is God's goal. 
God go. We run around and say, well, I can't be perfect. God said you could. Who's right, you or God? Huh? What one's right and one's wrong? See, you see everything there. There's one going to be right and there's one going to be wrong. Usually that one is me or all the time it's me. I'm wrong and he's right. But see, my perfection's not in myself. And that's, that's where the challenge comes. See, flip over there to Ephesians. Where's that at, Bob? Ephesians 3 or 4. I think I had it. In... Ephesians 4, Brother Bob says. Brother Bob usually is right on the Scripture. Ephesians 4, verse 8. Ephesians 4, verse 8. We've been 33 minutes and I felt like I just started. <laughs> it says, Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high. Now who ascended up on high? Jesus. That Jesus that went up on high. He led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same that ascended up far above all heavens. That, why did He ascend above all heavens? Here's the purpose. That He might fill all things. Glory to God. And He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting for what? So y'all can just get by and someday make it to heaven. Glory to God. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. For the edifying of the body of Christ. To build up the Lord's body. Till. Here's the time. Till. Here's what God's after. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. That doesn't mean we all agree. Till we all agree on doctrine. Nope. Sorry. Till we come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. <laughs> Unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Wow. Boy, God has a goal for you. The measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's His goal for you. Write that down and put that up on your wall. Here's God, here's God gave me a goal. The measure... Of the fullness of Christ. How in the world could I ever attain that? Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. That's how. 
You can't attain it in yourself. Paul said it's unsearchable. He couldn't even search it out. But Paul said he was preaching the unsearchable riches of Christ. How was he preaching unsearchable riches? By the Spirit of God. God has given us His Spirit that we might freely know all things, the all things that are in Christ. That we know them. That doesn't mean we would have just a head knowledge, information about them, but that means inside of us that we would know them. That God would come and show us what He did as a person of His Son, Jesus Christ. That He would show us what He did when He died on Calvary. What that really, what really happened there? That we will walk out, Paul said, the length, the depth, the breadth, and the height. Man, when I hear that by the Spirit of God, I want to jump through my flesh. Because I hear it by the Lord. And I hear that the length, the depth, the breadth, and the height of Him. What's the length, the depth, the breadth, and the height of Him? His work. So what He did in His humanity on the tree. He wants that worked in your heart. Not just that He died on the tree. Not just that you confess He died on the tree. You, you, that's where you start at. You confess Him. That's what the Spirit does. When, when you, when you, 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 who's been in those old Pentecostal meetings where the Holy Ghost is moving and conviction is all around and you know the only answer you have is to confess Jesus Christ. You don't have any other answer. You might walk out of that room and not do it, but you walk out of there and you're denying the only answer God has given you. The only way out is the way in. That's it. I can't get out unless I go in. Glory to God. And when I go in, I've come out. See, that's what we don't know. When I go in, I've come out. All of the problems I had, He had the answer. So, when I go out, I come into Him. That's the way out. It's through Him. Glory to God. Glory to God. See, let me show you something in the book of John. John 10. John 10. Verse 9. John 10, verse 9. Is everybody there? I want you to see this. He says... I am the door. Who's the door? Everybody say, Jesus is the door. By me, how do you enter in? By Him. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. 
So, so first off, if you enter into this door, you shall be saved. Now watch this. And shall go in and out and find pastures. Now time out here. For years, I read this. And I, I kind of thought this meant we go in the Spirit and we get some of God and we walk back over here out and we bring. And we're going in and we're coming out. And Joey said, you shall go in and out. One day, I think last year, I'm sitting before the Lord. And the Lord starts speaking in my spirit, in my heart. And the word origin, He just starts speaking over and over and over me, origin. Origin. And I started searching all these words. I started gathering them up, searching them, taking my, this is what I, I do, why I like the computer so much, I can go out to the internet, I can grab the words, I started looking into the words. And sure enough, one of the words there deals with originate. And I heard this. <laughs> you shall go in and originate out of me. So you're coming out, never leave. You never go out of Christ. You are, your origination, when you go in Him, is Him. Till you come in Him, your origination is your mom and dad. Right? And I saw this picture all the way back in ancient Israel. Solace, Dave and I, you know, you, you, you hear people talk about running around the church, right? I wouldn't run. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying I just was happy. What I mean by that expression is I was really happy. In ancient Israel, what they do when they took the when they had the Passover, what they do? They took the blood and they put it, brother Dave, up on what the door. Now, where were they at when they put the blood on the door? They were standing outside the door. You realize that? So they're standing out. They're putting the blood around the door. They're around the doorpost. They go in that door. And when they go in that door that night, what do they have to do? Eat the lamb. They entered in the door and ate the lamb. And they come out in the morning at the new day. New light. And they'd never been there before. They'd been in and out of that door. How many times? Their whole life, maybe. But they'd never been there before. They'd never entered that door like that. They went in there and originated out of that slain lamb and came out and found pasture. Where were they headed to? 
The promised land pasture, rest of God. They were going to go in and out and find pasture, rest of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of the living God. We go in Him. We come in Him. And we originate out of Him. You're a new creature created of God in where you created in. Christ Jesus. And that's salvation. That's salvation. Well, what about what I do? What about what you do? Huh? What about Jesus? What about Jesus? Was Jesus greater than what you do in your flesh? Is he or not? Is he greater than your flesh? I would probably say he is. I like to kid a little bit. Whether it's right or wrong, I do. I like to try to keep keep the audience because I know I'm a little long-winded. I know that. So so I, I like to try to keep your attention. So I, I use little things. Of course he's greater than us. So 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 we we we're, our minds are so wrapped up in sin and what sin is that we miss who he is. I'm going to say that again. Our minds are so wrapped up in sin and what sin is that we miss who He is. Our minds were all, all the time, you know, when I grew up in, in church when I was young and I got saved, I lived in fear that I was going to fail God and maybe go to hell. Even though I had given my heart to the Lord. That's a terrible place to walk, isn't it? I had given my heart to the Lord, but I walked around all the time. Oh, dear God, I did that. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't confess your faults. not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is there's a rest in Christ that you realize His work really did do it. He that is dead is freed from sin. Has anybody ever read that Scripture? Amen. He that is dead is freed from sin. Now, I read that Scripture. In fact, that's one of my favorite Scriptures in the Bible. You may think that's crazy. Another one of my favorite Scriptures in the Bible is, You are dead. Because <laughs> he that is dead is freed from sin. And Paul, Paul wrote to the... Colossians said, you are dead. And when I saw that in His death, I died with Him. When the Holy Spirit began to work His death in my heart. <coughs> Give me just a few more minutes. And, and there's a very important Scripture along these lines in the book of John. It's, it's in the notes I gave you. I believe it's John chapter 8, I believe, so I'll have to look and find it. And keep me around this thought. So if I go somewhere else, Bob, pull me back in, 
into the thought, okay? Because I, I really want to say something to you. That it's actually John 16. And you can read it right out of the notes. It's right at the top of the second page of your notes. He says, I have many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. You can't bear them now. Why couldn't they bear them now? He's walking there with them. That's the answer. They, they didn't, the Spirit of God had to come. He says, I have many things to say, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when He, the Spirit of truth, will come, He will guide you into all the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus, I am the way, the truth, and the life. For He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father have are mine, therefore said I, he shall take of mine, and show it to you. In another place in John, in John 17, Jesus said that he was going to be glorified in them. So, He wants you to bear in your heart what He did on the cross. So when we read, you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God, He wants you to bear that. No, you're not as many of you as are, have, have been baptized into Christ, have been baptized into His death. He that is dead is free from sin. That's why, that's why that's one of my favorite scriptures, because I realized when God began to make that real in my heart, I realized sin had no dominion over me at all. He does. The church which is His body, the fullness of Him that fills all in all. I'm closing down. So the church is His body. The fullness of Him that fills. Who, who's Him? Jesus. What's He filling you with? All His substance, all He did at Calvary, all He did in His death, all He did in His burial, all He did in His resurrection, all He did in His glorification, all He did in His ascension, all He is on His throne. Now that's your salvation. And that is heaven to me. 